4: This the
5: real suffering. is The Rich Eisen Show
4: with guest host Ben Lyons. What do you
0: have against
6: Cubs fans? What I have against them is the way they behave this weekend. When they see their guys go off and have success elsewhere, don't give me the crying emoji on a Chris Bryant home run. I'm sorry, It's over. It's
2: over. <laughs> Earlier on the show, Meadowlark Media NBA analyst Amin El Hassan, NFL network analyst Greg Rosenthal, Out of Pocket podcast host Josiah Johnson. Coming up from Peacocks Pro Football Talk, Shireen Williams. And now, here's Ben Lyons.
6: Welcome back to the show, hour number three here, celebrating Tom Brady's birthday. Going to town on some hibiscus ginger kombucha, <laughs> yeah, Whoa, blueberry 12. lavender and chamomile. Wash it down. Real talk, Chris. Last time you had some kombucha, when? It's been a couple years. Not a big booch guy, huh? Not, we're not worried about your
0: gut lining, you know, your I probiotic w- I intake. was, I, I was into it for a brief period of time, but then there's a lot of sugar in these things. Yeah, I was so about I, to say I, I, I try li- to limit my sugar intake. I was looking at this, and we're
6: we're, we're having some fun with with Brady's birthday, and then I was like, wait a minute, he definitely doesn't drink this.
0: <laughs> no, seven grams of sugar—that's actually not that bad for one of these types of drinks. No, it's only three no. percent of your daily value, of course, on the two thousand calorie a day diet. Avocados.
6: I, mean, I don't know if the avocados I got you guys are even ripe yet or not, but
0: <laughs> I mean that's a big deal. We can leave them here; they'll be ripe yeah. by the end of the week. Hey, Rich, uh, hey, Ben,
6: how's the show going? Yeah, Rich, it's going well. We've turned the studio into a farmers market. We're just uh, keeping avocados on the show. We got here. a
0: pig, got a boa constrictor, uh, we got a koi pond on the putting green. <laughs> Don't miss the chilling
6: new Peacock original Dr. Death based on the Wandry podcast inspired by the true story of Dr. Christopher Dunch. This series goes deep on the dangerous surgeon who left 33 patients maimed, debilitated, or dead and the heroes who took him down. Every episode of Dr. Death is streaming now on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com to get started. These free agency moves continue to come in in the NBA. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show. Seeing now from from Sham's uh that what's his name Rodney Hood signing in Milwaukee oh Rodney Hood a little pick up always up there. to no good uh we saw Devonte Graham obviously yesterday and P.J. Tucker and uh the list goes on Kent Bazemore here Dwayne Deadman agreeing to a one-year deal in Miami I don't know if you guys expected Dwayne Deadman in the rundown today <laughs> but there he is I did uh, not. Any of the moves kind of jump out for you guys yesterday? Not your own allegiance, you know. Your own allegiances aside, the Celtics have been a little dormant. Sixers, mm-hmm. Heine, uh going out and getting getting drummed. Haven't made a move yet on Simmons, but just in terms of some of the early free agency stuff, anything jump out as a real game changer or difference maker?
0: Yeah, I really like what Miami did. I think they've uh, they've. I mean, they they've been contenders the last few years. I think getting uh, Kyle Lowry and re-upping Duncan Robinson and adding P.J. Tucker with some more toughness down there. Adding P.J. Tucker. Think about that defense yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Bam and Jimmy and P.J. That's, that's going to be a tough, tough. tough team to score against. I don't see a lot of 100-point games down there against that D. But uh, I don't know. I think it's, everything's kind of going as expected. Trey signs for the max that he's allowed. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he's he's a you know budding superstar. For OKC, he stays put. Uh, The Lakers added some pieces I'm not too excited about, but, I I mean, we'll see how they they play off. I guess personally I'm just kind of bummed. Like, a lot of these mid-level guys I was kind of hoping to snag for Boston and nothing's happening, nothing's doing right now. Brad's just kind of sitting on his hands, kind of waiting to see how things shake out, which is fine, and Brad we trust, but I'm a little worried.
6: I think you're going to have to move off the combo of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at some point and you're going to have to move Jalen really? Brown. And I know it's not easy Ooh, to think about. Tough. It's tough, that's tough, but it's not going to be enough to get it done. Mm. And Jalen Brown, one of the great guys in the NBA, off the court, oh, great one of guys. great players on the court, yeah. a star. I just don't think the two of them work together. And it, it, it might take a year or two for everybody else to figure that out. And it's not a knock on either of those guys. It's, yeah. you, you don't want to see what happened with Damon CJ happen to you guys. And now you've got these two incredible players – but they probably aren't a great fit to play alongside each other.
0: Well, the thing is, like, and that's the criticism among those two guys, they don't make anyone on their team better. And they're both so great individually in terms of scoring and playmaking, but it's all for themselves. And so when one has the ball doing his thing, the other's just standing there. And it's just kind of, I do love both of those players very, very much. And I want to see them succeed, I want to see them get to a championship. Get to a finals, really make a run, but I don't know, man. I think the more, I think the, it's the more same way. The have
6: Clippers have right. had some yeah. trouble with their offense of like my turn, your turn, hot potato. Exactly. With Kawhi and PG, you're going to get the same thing with Boston going down. You know, long term with these guys. So yeah. move Brown now and get a haul. But for whom? Like we got Carl Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns and Jason Tatum. Now you got who are you going to throw up against Joel Embiid? Right. Who else going to throw up against Giannis? Who's going to throw against? The big guys in the Eastern Conference, Vucevic out in Chicago. Yeah, I don't know. Give me Cat in Boston.
0: Love to see that. Interesting. I never thought of him. I'm not not a huge fan of him as the player. Obviously, a
1: great guy, great person. He's been through a lot,
0: overcome a lot.
1: How can you not be a fan of a guy who's going to give you 25-12 shoot threes and play defense? I mean, what more do you want? It's the Brockman this? Hall
6: of Fame. You know how hard it is to get entry into the Brockman Hall of Fame?
1: It's, it's very exclusive. You,
6: you, could, you could score 20 points a game for your first 14 seasons in the NBA, something that only five guys historically have ever done. You could be the second highest men's score in the history of United States Olympic basketball, but you can't. You have to buy a ticket to
1: the Brockman <laughs> Hall of Fame?
0: It's just, it just came I saw him play in person, and I, I, he has, he's a heavy runner. And I, it's for today's NBA. You can't be a heavy runner.
1: What does that mean? I've I've legitimately never heard that term before. What does heavy runner mean? You can just tell when they run; it's painful. You know, Brockman I, was on the short list to be calling some of this Olympic track and field. You <laughs> haven't heard that terminology? He
6: doesn't
0: move fast. Giannis can get up and down the court in four lengths.
1: Yeah, but you're 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 talking about an anomaly, which is Giannis's. Most seven footers, I guess, are. Giannis is run the guy him. you're trying to stop. Yeah, he is Chris, the guy
0: you're trying to beat. You, you build your just, team to
1: beat this you guy. Can't, Giannis is an anomaly, though. There's not many Giannis's in this but world. he's
0: the one that you're def- – the guy's the defending champ and the two-time MVP. He's the guy you're trying to stop. And Embiid, too. Those are the guys you're trying to stop. I, I don't think the talents can't stop those guys. Nobody. With
6: all due respect. No, I feel you, but then you're gonna go out and get like a defensive specialist, and there aren't too many two-way big guys out there. There, you know, a guy like the Knicks signed Nerlens Noel would be that type who could play some rim defense, and, and you know, as a top five defender, maybe at the position in the league. But he signed for the Knicks long term, so yeah, your Celtics have been quiet. I really, I really like the uh, the like the additions Miami made, like you said, because. Pat gets it that grown-ups play in the NBA Finals. When LeBron and D-Wade and those guys linked up, they didn't surround their team with a bunch of projects and a bunch of developmental guys. They surrounded them with aging vets and and grown-ups. And that's what deep springtime, summertime basketball is all about. Um, So I like the addition of Kyle Lowry down there. Jimmy, P.J. Tucker going up against Durant. Now he's going to have to go up against, you know, Chris Middleton or Drew Holliday. I mean, it's a great pickup for my such a heat pickup. P.J. Tucker.
0: Yeah, Yeah. totally. And and Mark Stein is saying now that uh, DeMar DeRozan emerging as a candidate for the Bulls in a sign and trade. So Chicago is really adding a lot of pieces. That's what I wanted in New York. I
6: wanted DeMar in the garden. DeMar DeRozan is a bucket. He is a phenomenal player. I call him the Nomar Garcia Parra of the NBA because the way Nomar was part of those Red Sox teams that would knock on the door yeah, yeah. and then wasn't part of the '04 4 World Series, that's DeMar in the 2019 Toronto Raptors. Until Kyle Lowry won that championship, DeMar was the greatest Raptor ever, I think. Right up there with Vince Carter and Damon Sodomar, maybe even greater. And,
0: uh, and his going to Chicago, I think, makes them for real, for real. For real, for real. I think that really puts them in the mix to, to kind of, be one of the East powerhouses. I mean, Chicago is, they made a lot of moves. I love Lonzo Ball. I think he's a phenomenal player. He's a guy that can do everything. He really changed his shot. He's a very good three-point shooter now, almost 40%. And you add him to the mix-it there and with a bona fide superstar in Zach Levine, and now they get DeMar DeRozan. And Vucevic and All-Star. And Vucevic now becomes that's your third or team. fourth guy. Yeah, that's the a Chicago really good team. All of a sudden, just if they get DeMar DeRozan,
6: are they a team that could win the Eastern Conference? They would have to have a lot of things go their way. I mean, everybody does, you know. Uh, Milwaukee had to go up against a depleted Brooklyn team. That's mm-hmm. the history of basketball. Yep. And being available—that's something that gets forgotten in in all this talk this time of year with these teams about, uh, you know, who's going to surround LeBron and AD and those guys. say to stay healthy. Being healthy, being available, playing every night. It's something we kind of like don't celebrate enough. We celebrate guys' handles. We show highlights of so their deep three-point shots. Just the fact that the guy's available and could
1: come in and do the job, that is a huge thing in the game of life. Well, actually, you, what you've just done is you've described me and my tenure here on The Rich Eisen Show because I'm the Cal Ripkin Jr. I am the Ghostface Killer. I'm the Tony Stark. I'm the Iron Man of this show. I've never missed a show since I've been here, Ben. So I, uh, my availability is, is there. You could put up the best memes. You could have the funniest tweets. You could tag all the right accounts on
6: Instagram. If you're not available to do the posting, then guess what? They got no social media team here. <laughs> so Holler hey. at your boy. Thank but you, now TJ Jefferson, who just created a very interesting big three to compare to himself. Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken Jr. Ghostface. Yeah. Ghostface killer. And the character of Tony Stark.
1: Iron Man.
0: I said that. Well, wait, hold on a second. Why is Ghostface in there again? What am I missing?
1: Because that's his, that's his Woo nickname. So
0: Ghostface was the bridge to get to the
6: Iron Man character in the Marvel series. Yeah,
0: but what does what Ghostface have to do about a consecutive being
1: played streak? They're all Iron Man.
0: Also, for
6: a long time. Just his time, nickname
1: is Iron Man.
6: A long time, people oh. didn't know TJ Jefferson. He was in the background. He, he was is. in the shadows, like Ghostface on the first album when he had no face. And then he got out there, and people started to know him, and now he sits on that beautiful uh, set. When did he
0: get a face?
6: <laughs> Ghost face? Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, after the first album. On the first album, he okay. didn't have a face. Yeah, it's like his, his first album was named Iron Man. This is Wu's You know, I'm Michael sure. Jordan had Marcus Respect
6: Johnson's poster up on his wall in the North Carolina dorm room. Right, right, right. For me, that was the Iron Man poster. <laughs> okay, that was my childhood bedroom had the... The Ghostface Killer yes, Iron Yes, right, right, right. and I shared a room with my sister growing up who was Whoa. super into Hanson. So, different <laughs> yes. kind of posters on the wall that we shared. So, the Ghostface Iron Man, and then we had Bop. So, it's kind of an interesting room in my childhood, my formative years.
0: That would be a great, like, mashup song if you just kind of, like, threw them together. <laughs> oh, my
6: God, Brockwood, I just... I used to be a DJ growing up, and I can't believe I never thought of the idea of blending my sister's music. That's what I'm talking about. Right, like taking an, like like an old in-sync album cut and blend it with a Mike Geronimo record. Like That would have been huge. You know how many bar mitzvahs I would have gotten hired to DJ? Ben, this is why I'm here for you, man. It's never too late. Before the show, I told Brock when I said, Google Kyle Quinn bar mitzvahs. These are the types of things we talk about. Kyle <laughs> Quinn played for the New York Knicks. Realized that getting hired to show up at bar mitzvahs was a sweet time. So he must have done like 20 or 30 bar mitzvahs at his time in New York.
1: I just appreciate the fact that this is the first time Mike Geronimo has ever been mentioned on this show. and uh, Easily the first time. I
6: remember
1: remember meeting Mike Geronimo and thinking I'd made it. Thinking, that's it. I'm a success now. I've met Mike Geronimo. Um, By the way, do you have Boom Bap Nation on your TV? uh, I don't. So I've got tell a Roku cool TV. I got Boom Bap Nation, and let me tell you something. All they do is play old hip hop videos <laughs> from like '85 to like 2001, and I'm talking the grimy stuff. Like you're going to see a bunch of Onyx, you're going to see a bunch of Woo. You might see some you, videos I produced. Like on, there. I pr- on there. I
6: produced the Bone Thugs and Harmony video. I produced a Tony Touch video. What? Produced a Wordsworth video, Black Moon video, I had my mother do the catering on a Bone Thugs and Harmony video. Shut <laughs> up. Then they love my pasta
1: salad. I'm By like, the way-
6: Yes, the artichokes are in season, but they also had eighteen bottles of Hennessy and six <laughs> Dutch Masters for breakfast, so <laughs>
1: So they would have eaten anything, but I love your pasta salad. By, By the way, <laughs> you
6: <Everyone laughs> don't believe that my mother did the catering on a Bone Thugs and Harmony video? I don't, I don't. All right, fine. After the break on Peacock, I'll pull up the fit video and the photo of my mother with Lazy Bone. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what it feels like as a young man to load up your family's minivan with Bone Thugs to send them to the set and realizing there's no room in the van for you? And then you look your mother in the eye as she drives away down 6th Avenue? Or up, or she was down Fifth Avenue to drive Bone Thugs and Harmony. This is pre-Uber. This is after Crossroads, so no Grammy money. Boom, this boom, is, boom, boom. I'm producing a Bone Thugs and Harmony video in like 05. And yeah, my mom said they listened to the entire Wizard of Oz soundtrack on the drive to the set. <laughs>
0: All of this is real. You just did. Yes. You did not make up any of that. No. This is, what are you talking about? Now, was this a cost-cutting move to have your mom cater? Yes. Or, <laughs> okay. Yes. okay. You know what
6: <laughs> car services cost before Uber. for like seven rappers and their friends. No, I mean to have her yeah, cater have the too. Budget of the video. No craft service you just like, your mom was like well, I, I was can, like, Oh yeah, you can like, like, have your can friends it? over to the house, I'd have like a whole basketball team and feed them. I can do that. I can feed large quantities of people. And sure enough, stepped up.
1: Did the catering on a Tony Touch video, Bone Thugs video, Wordsworth video. Did you oh, by the way, all these videos you will find on Boom Bap Nation. I spent I turned it on. Bro, would I tell you I'll spend three hours on listening to the DOC and uh You know, special ed and a bunch of Fuji's videos. All right, I got to take my phone and find these pictures of my mom with bone thugs. Ben, ever tell you about the time I (laughs) talked my way into a bone concert at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh? It was bone, Mary J. Blige, and um, Drew Hill. And I I didn't have a ticket. All I had, I was working at Foot Locker in downtown Pittsburgh on Fifth Avenue. Shout out if you're working there now. One of the dancers came in for bone. And she gave us tickets, but I didn't think I was going to go. Then I decided to go, and she was like, well, I don't have any more tickets, but you can ask for Maurice, who was Bones' manager. So I go to Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, home of the Pittsburgh Penguins at the time. I went to the, I guess, the artist entrance, and I said, hey, uh, Maurice, Bones' manager, told me to meet him here. Walked right in. I made my way through the bowels of the Civic Arena. I actually ended up praying with Drew Hill before they got on stage and I went and I sat there and watched Drew Hill, Bone and Mary J. Blige that's For so free. crazy.
6: You and I are kindred spirits. You <laughs> prayed once with Drew Hill. Yeah. I once interviewed Drew Hill at a Benihana, and we prayed
1: together. <laughs> that's incredible. We both prayed with Cisco? We did, bro. Said the Lord's Prayer. And wow. I'm like, I don't know how I got in this circle, but I,
5: we got we're we just joined connected. hands, Tell we said us, the that's...
1: Lord's Prayer, and I got ushered to a great seat. And I was like, oh, Man. this is great. Thanks, Maurice. You ushered <laughs> usher to a great seat, or no, I, you were ushered? I got ushered oh, okay. to a great seat. Yeah, we both prayed with Cisco
6: and Nokio. Can you name <laughs> other members of Drew Hill? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, the show, as expected, has taken a turn. <laughs> this is what I
1: expect every day,
6: man. But the Premier League is uh, its back. The season is back. It's beginning Friday, August 13th. Don't miss all the action all year long. The Premier League is on NBC, NBC Sports Network, and of course... Peacock. That's a big deal. You guys big Premier League guys? I feel like you have a fantasy league. There's some gambling involved. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, yeah. Big Chelsea guy. You know. It's for
0: another day. Oh, yeah. Tottenham.
6: Tottenham. I went, to, I, mean, I, went to the, I went to the old Tottenham Stadium. And let me just say, rather dodgy. Not the new rather stadium. Rather dodgy. Now nah, the new one. State of the art. Not the new stadium. Kill him. <laughs> Uh all right we got Shireen Williams coming up next plus i'm going to find this photograph of my mom from the set of a bone thugs and harmony video <laughs> see you at the crossroads in for Rich on the rich eisen show hi mom up you. To the glock glock pop, pop
1: drop in the
4: let's talk game time boy do we love using game time tickets on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Philadelphia Eagles, we have that to talk about, too.
7: Yes, as I'm draped in my Eagles paraphernalia. Now, that's like you you got the green hoodie. Yeah, I went green hoodie, and then I went satin black Jacket oh, with the that. black eagle on it. This is subtle. <laughs> this is <laughs> subtle. I didn't want to. I didn't want to come here and be, yeah. you know, blatant with it. This is a subtle. Yeah, I didn't notice it. It's sort of like a watermark yeah. sort of situation that yeah. you have right there. But then there. you get up close, and you're like, whoa, he really is an Eagles fan. He's got a lot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's got a lot of Eagles stuff on. I'm that wearing thing. a jersey to the Super Bowl with the Jerome Brown patch. That's what you're gonna do. Yes. Okay. I got the Randall Cunningham jersey, and my jersey has Jerome Brown patch. Well, what will it say on the back? Will it say Hart? Will it say your name? No, it's going to say Cunningham. It's a real jersey. Okay. I can't make it say Hart. I'm no longer authentic <laughs> if I make it say Hart. It's got to be a real jersey. This okay. is a real moment. Understand. It's a big moment for me, man. It's a big game. What do you think? What do you mean, what do I think? The score's going to be 80, <laughs> 83 to 6. I called it. I put my prediction out there a long time ago. Okay. Eight. I had a dream. I saw it.
4: And how many, so how many touchdowns then for Nick Foles then out of that Nick 82. Foles
7: going to throw for 32 touchdowns. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 32 trying to do the math in my head right now
7: <laughs> 32 touchdowns yeah it
4: right. is where we're, we just put I, your I didn't want to show up, 83 to 6 yeah I didn't
7: want to show if my math was good or bad and so I just threw a number out there I think I made I run like the ballpark here's what people need to understand about the Patriots right now and I know there's a lot of New England Patriots fans there's a lot of Tom Brady lovers out there as you should mm-hmm. okay they're not running over the NFL they they didn't breeze through these playoffs They shouldn't have beaten the Jaguars. They shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. They did, but they shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. It's not like they have displayed this, oh my god, they're just, nobody's gonna be able to deal with them. Our defense has been an amazing defense throughout the whole season. I really see our defense and our front four getting to Brady. If we get to Brady, it's going to be a problem. And we run the ball very well. It's going to be a grinding game. And Foles is going into this game with so much confidence. After the last game, he's got so much confidence. I don't care what you say. You can't beat confidence. You know how much confidence I have? You can't beat my confidence. I don't care what you tell me. I'm so confident. I'm so confident. Foles has confidence. Our defense has confidence. We are here. This is where we said we would be in the beginning of the season, and we got here. That's confidence. They're used to being here. That's cocky. That's that's a little nonchalant, shoulder Mm shrug. Yeah, we'll do it again. Mm -hmm. It's not the same type of confidence. It's not the same type of hunger. It's a different level of hunger. And these dogs got to eat. Get it? Because they was <laughs> calling us underdogs. <laughs> yes, I know.
6: Oh, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich here on the Rich Eisen Show. You can hit me up on social media at I am Ben Lyons. Hit the show, of course, at at Rich Eisen Show. How's the booch? Good booch? I mean, as far as kombucha goes, it's not bad. I got the root beer going on over there. It's Tom Brady's birthday. So the guy's celebrating with a little kombucha on set today. Pretty delicious.
0: Blueberry, lavender, and chamomile. I mean, this is just fantastic. Yeah,
6: Susie, it's her birthday. Legends only today. Happy birthday. She was kind enough to bring you guys mimosas last yeah. week. So continue the, uh, the, Tuesday, the tradition. Yeah, happy birthday, Susie. Booze Day Tuesday right All here right. on the Advertising Horizon Show. <laughs> <laughs> Tom. Hey, shout out to Simone Biles. Yeah, no doubt. Bronze medal. Big time. Shout out. On, the, uh, on the balance
1: beam. Have you ever tried a balance beam?
0: Absolutely not.
1: I mean, <laughs> I tried to walk a straight line when my car got stopped for certain reasons, but no, not off the ground on a piece of wood or anything. I think it's as wide
0: as a remote control. Like, it's very narrow. <laughs> they say it's like a, a VHS tape. It's like four inches wide.
1: Wait a minute, a VHS tape on its side or the edge? Just just to walk
6: across it, I think would be a tremendous challenge for the four of us in this room. Yeah, 100%. To flip in the air and land on it and not fall on your head is no chance. We'd have no chance. I wouldn't even attempt it. And she's able to go out there facing everything she's going through right now, find the strength, the courage, the inner drive to go out there and do that and to medal in the Olympics seventh medal it's incredible phenomenal so shouts out to Simone Biles today no doubt congrats very excited to have Shireen Williams on the show another legend we got a show full of legends today
0: nothing but legends
6: on this welcome to the show she knows all things football all things Texas football and I want to start (laughs) Shireen with uh TJ's Dallas Cowboys um he's already pre-gaming for his Super Bowl party right here in Los (laughs) Angeles is he a little premature you think
2: well, first, you know, I'm disappointed I'm not in the studio with you guys because it sounds like you're having way too much fun <laughs> with, with drinks and everything else way going on, so, so so a lot of fun there. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think the Cowboys have a chance because I think their defense is going to be better. I think that's the key for them. Offensively, we know what they have, right? Now, I do think there's a little bit of concern, despite what the Cowboys have said publicly about, oh, there's no concern with Dak's shoulder, it's it's going to be fine. I just, I, I think there's a little bit of concern there that with the with strain, and it's early. I get it, you know, but I would, I would like to see him play in the preseason to take that hit. That would be the next step for him uh, to to get through that hurdle of all right. I've taken off and run and, and gotten hit, and my ankle's fine and all those things. And he says he never thinks about it anymore, and I get that, since Cinco de Milo when he went out and danced, and, and that was a good sign that he was able to do that, and I do think he's 100% and all that, but there is that hurdle to clear, right, that middle hurdle of really taking that first hit, so I would like to see him play some of the preseason, and I don't know, with his shoulder injury, we'll see it again, it's early, he wasn't going to play in the Hall of Fame game anyway, but we'll see what happens, but I would like to see him play in the preseason, so I do think there's a little bit of concern there, but I do think they're better, I, they've certainly got a chance to win the NFC East. We know how bad it was last year. I, I think they've got the best quarterback in the division. Um, so they have a chance to do that. And once you get the playoffs, you never know what's going to happen. And they haven't been, we all know the history, you haven't been back to the championship game since 1995, which was the last time they won the Super Bowl. So it's been a really long time. But this does look like a pretty good team on paper. We know what that is equals out to not very much once the season starts. But but I like the looks of, of things that they've done this off season and during training camp.
6: Shereen Williams joins the show, Pro Football Talk. You can follow her on Twitter, at NFL Shereen. Ben lines in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. And I bring up your Twitter, Shereen, because I think you've had the tweet of this young football season. You called out young players yesterday, or two days ago now. If you're a young player seeking to make the team, you do not leave the field until everyone else has. You certainly don't leave the field before the quarterback with a video of Dak Prescott running wind sprints. Calling out the next generation, Shereen, I like
1: it.
2: Well, that to me said more about their young players than it said about Dak Prescott, right? He's out there running extra wind sprints after practice. If he's out there, your butt better be out there if you're trying to make the team. I, mean, I don't care. I, I don't care how tired you are. I don't care that your other position group's gone in. I don't care. If the starting quarterback's out there running wind sprints after practice, you better be out there. You better be seen by those coaches. And one thing I really liked about Kelamon, of course, I'm an Aggie, so I've, I've seen every game that Kelamon has played in his career – But with the Vikings, he was the first guy on the practice field every single day before he got COVID, of course. But first guy on the practice field, I loved seeing that and was not surprised to see that. But that's what you want to see from young players. You need to be out there well before practice and you can just stay after practice until the last guy's gone, certainly before the quarterback's gone. That's what teams need to see. They need to see your commitment to this thing, that you're doing everything possible to make the team. So absolutely, I, I love that Zach was still out there running one sprints. didn't surprise me, but it did surprise me that other guys weren't out there.
6: Shereen, I will run through a wall for you. You have me fired up, <laughs> jacked up. You are absolutely right. When you see the quarterback out there running wind sprints, you get out there and run wind sprints. That's it. I like it. What's going on with the other team in Texas? What's happening with the Texans? Are they going to no, put I, on professional football
2: games this year? <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, and I feel so bad for David Culley. He's a good friend of mine. We go back, way, way, way back. Um, we both started our careers basically together at a and I was covering them full-time and and he was a young coach there and and so we've kind of we went to Tampa together at the same time so we've kind of moved through the ranks together and so happy to see him finally get a head coaching job which he tells me is going to be his last coaching job which you would think it would be whatever happens but he's such a good coach and such a good motivator for guys and I know the guys have been certainly taken a liking to him right away. They love what he brings, but there's just not much talent there and you look at that team and you wonder how they're going to win any games at all. We you know, you figure they're going to win one or two in the division certainly does not look very good outside of Tennessee, so they'll have a chance to win some of those games within their division, no question. But I'm really sad for him that this is his first head coaching opportunity and this is what he has to work with because it doesn't look very good and they certainly look like the worst team in the NFL uh, this season. Maybe they'll surprise, maybe they'll win a few games and, and do some something unexpected. But, I, you know, again, on paper, I, it just they don't look very good to me.
6: Shireen Williams joins the show, Pro Football Talk. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. We've been celebrating Tom Brady's 44th yeah. birthday today, just going to town on some kombucha, mm. some sunflower so seeds, some <laughs> cool. kale chips, really getting crazy here in the studio. But I wonder, Shereen, is there anybody out there in the NFC that you think really can rival TB12 and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they run it back this year?
2: Well, I think, you know, the first team to look at, right, is the Packers just because – Uh, they did get Aaron Rodgers back, and they got to the NFC Championship game, and they actually hosted that game, and who knows, maybe if they had gone for the touchdown instead of kicking the field goal, maybe they end up pulling that game out, who knows. So, you know, I think that's a team you look at right away as as being the the contender to knock off the Buccaneers. I think they're clearly the second best team in the NFC, and I know all those teams in the NFC West look good to me. You know, I, I like what they all bring, but you know, we, we keep talking about the Rams and, and Matthew Stafford, and you know he's going to be able to get the ball down the field and all that, but i got to see it. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't won a playoff game and, and hasn't done what we thought he should have done in the postseason, even when he had some good teams uh, in Detroit, and that was a while ago. So I'm going to have to see it with Matthew Stafford and the Rams, clearly probably the best team he's played with in his career, but I'm going to have to see it before I believe it with the Rams and you know Seattle with Russell Wilson are they going to be able to get over that playoff hump the that they haven't been able to do since early in Russell's career when they had those back-to-back Super Bowl appearances and that's part of the problem uh, with his uh, being disgruntled with that team is just the lack of postseason success since then and they just haven't shown they can get it done in the postseason and you know the Cardinals again on paper they look terrific but it's Kyler Murray going to take that next step. A lot of it falls on his shoulders, and um, so you look at those teams in the West, and I think they all look like they're pretty good teams. One of them is going to have to be better than the others and win the division. Obviously, who that's going to be, I couldn't say. To me, they're all contenders for that division title right now. But I, I think clearly it's the Packers. If you if you start looking everywhere else, it's it's the Packers are going to be the biggest. Contender for the Buccaneers in that and in the division. How are the Saints going to be? Who's going to be their quarterback? And you know, I think they're going to win a lot of games. I think they're going to be in the playoffs. I love Sean Payton. I think he's one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the NFL, perhaps outside of Bill Belichick. But you know, how's the quarterback situation going to be? And again, that's just a big question mark. So, to me, the Bucks and and the Packers, we start out my question marks. Those are the two teams in the NFC that you go, they don't have a whole lot of question marks. Like, we know what they are. These other teams, we don't know what they are. Maybe it's one of them turns out to be great and has a terrific season. But right now, today, all the rest of them have a ton of question marks.
6: Shereen Williams joins the show. Ben Lines in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Shereen, earlier on, we had Greg Rosenthal from NFL Network call in, and he was talking about how for reporters, people like yourselves who cover the league – just really nice to be able to be back at training camps and to be out yeah. seeing people. Obviously the world shut down the last year and a half or so you weren't able to have that experience last football season. What's it like for you as somebody who's covered the league for a long time, just to be back at camp sort of back on your more normal beat and schedule, if you will.
2: Yeah. You know, it's, it was such a weird year and yeah, I'm waiting for the uh, hall of fame and hall of Fame game and the ceremonies on Thursday and, and we'll get some Cowboys camp when they come back, and probably we'll get down to Houston to see the Texans a little bit. So it's, it's nice to be able to go to some of these camps and see it in person and you know, and, and to be able to go to some preseason games. We didn't have the preseason last year, so we are a lot of unknowns going into to last season more than usual. We do have a lot of unknowns, but more than usual last year just because we didn't have the preseason games to see some of these uh, young players see them develop like they like they normally would develop in the preseason when they get those I mean snaps are just so important but from our standpoint it's just it, it it's great to be back. it's great to, to talk to these people in person and see them and and all those sorts of things and even the media you know these are your friends and you haven't seen them for now a year and a half and uh it's just been a long time but a weird year a weird year for everybody I get it but we're, we're even despite the Delta variant, we're starting to return to a little bit closer to normalcy. I think it's going to be another year before we get back to totally normal. but it's nice to have these opportunities to interview people in person and see people in person.
6: Shereen, I was on the show about a week or two ago when Jerry Jones had his annual kick off the season yeah. press conference, and this year he said something that was a little concerning. He said that he would do anything willing uh, anything known to man to win a Super Bowl, which had us in the studio really questioning what depths he might go to yeah. in a man's soul to win a Super Bowl. What did you make by Jerry's press conference where he's at in his life, journey, yeah. and career with this Cowboy team this year?
2: You know, I haven't known Jerry pretty well and had a chance to present him for the Hall of Fame and some of those things. Um, you know, I I, I think he's seeing an end, and he knows that, you know just based on his age he's not going to have a ton more chances we talk about windows all the time his is a little different window uh for different reasons you know because of his age and and he sees that thing closing a little bit each year you know it's inching none of us know how long we have but his window obviously is inching down each year that that that's a year that he doesn't win another Super Bowl that's gone by and there's one fewer years that he gets a chance to do that and Again, it's been 1995 since they were there and won one, and and he never in a million years thought it would take that long to to get back to the Super Bowl. And who knows? Maybe he never he never gets back there. Maybe his team never gets back there before he's gone. And and I hope they do. I hope he gets to see that and and, and gets to win another one. There's nobody quite like Jerry in the NFL, but I do think that's a big part of of how emotional he was. There is one thing I know for a fact that he wouldn't give up to get a Super Bowl, and that's that gold jacket. That means an awful lot to him, and he said it a couple times, that he wouldn't give up his spot in the Hall of Fame for another Super Bowl. But, as my husband has pointed out, if he won another Super Bowl, then he would get back back into the Hall of Fame with four Super Bowls on his resume. So I think he'd be safe there. But, yeah, he'd write a check for however big it took to win a Super Bowl if he could do that.
7: Shereen
6: Williams joins the show pro football talk. You can follow her on Twitter at NFL Shereen. Something we've been talking about all week long with the various reporters who have been kind enough to share their expertise, their insights to make us better and smarter here on the Rich Eisen show. Something we've been talking about with them is who would do well in a survivalist situation for NFL reporters, NBA reporters? Are you comfortable building a fire? Do you think Ed Werder could build a fort? Uh, Who do you think would do well in NFL survivor for reporters?
2: oh man that's a great question i you know i probably wouldn't survive everywhere like i love my showers and being clean in my own bed and like i am not a camper it would have to be somebody who really loves sleeping in a tent and being out in the wilderness i just don't think i could do it you know jimmy johnson went on on went on survivor and and that was a goal of all of his to go on and do that so um, I don't know that many of us in the media would be good at that. To be honest, <laughs> to be totally honest about it, I don't know that many of us would survive. It would probably, uh, we we'd probably all starve to death for sure.
6: Yeah, I don't think Mike Florio could hunt a squirrel, and uh, <laughs> no, would be no, tough. I
2: wouldn't want Mike on my team on that. I mean, he's don't from West Virginia. That that.
0: He might. Yeah,
6: it's true. He he might already <laughs> be very comfortable. He might know <laughs> which type of squirrel thing. is That's the best squirrel. Point. Who knows?
2: That's a good point.
6: Shereen, we we appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for spending some time.
2: Thank you, guys.
6: Shireen Williams joins the show, covering
0: all things Texas football for many years now. Yeah, covering all things. and She talked about uh, Matthew Stafford, and we've been talking about him a lot today. Some news on Matthew Uh Stafford. A lot of weird injuries hitting the NFL. I was about to say, it's not good news. It's not good news, but it's not serious news. Matthew Stafford has a swollen thumb, quote, after banging it on a helmet, on someone's helmet after falling through on a pass. Uh, X-rays negative. He's going to miss a few days, according to Sean McVay. Uh, the alarm sounded off because this is the same thumb that Stafford had surgically repaired in the off-season. Listen, we're celebrating Tom Brady's birthday
6: today. He he knows all about getting down the inflammation. So if we can get right. Stafford on That's the right. DB12, get that inflammation, that That's swelling right. to go down on the thumb, it's the throwing
0: hand or the the guide hand. <sighs> Unclear. It doesn't really say. Uh, I would imagine it's throwing hand. Mm. All right. If it's a follow through situation, it's keep coming for the Rams,
6: huh? We're a week into this. No acres. Jeez, Stafford's seriously. thumbs all blown up. Aaron Donald's training for the hammer throw in the 2024 Olympics. Man, oh man,
0: a mess for the Rams. This is after the Colts uh, announced Carson Wentz going to miss five to twelve weeks with a foot injury yesterday. Then today, Quentin Nelson, like future, basically future Hall of Famer guard, the exact same injury. He's going to miss 5 to 12 weeks. Everyone's going down there. Dak Prescott, TJ, the Cowboys decided to be, quote, more conservative with his return timeline, quote, taking a step back in his return. Tyreek Hill missed practice today with knee tendinitis. Whole bunch of weird injuries going on in the National Football League. so Guys, Chris Paul is 36, signed a deal for $120
6: million for four years. TB12 is making white jeans look good on a 44-year-old man. If you're not eating man, man. plant-based and doing kombucha, then right? what are you doing out here? By the
0: way, cheers, everybody, to blueberry, lavender, and chamomile. Happy birthday, TB12. We'll go around the world for some more celebrity
6: birthdays coming up next. Plus, for our Peacock audience... I'll share with you the photograph of my mother with Lazy Bones, so you know it's a it real exists. thing that I've happened in my life. All right, lots more uh, radio and TV coming back here on The Rich Eyes. I'm
1: sipping on sarsaparilla.
4: I always like to think that I'm his most favorite person in the room. But when the Vince Lombardi trophy is sitting between the two of us, I yeah, think I lose I think I lose out.
3: <laughs> hey. Michael Irvin, right? I think I lose out to this hey. baby, right? And Rick, it's so funny you start with this, because I'm going to tell you something, man. Yes. I, I, when I was playing, I made a pat that I would never go to a Super Bowl until I play in the Super Bowl. Okay. Every guest that comes here, <laughs> they're going to get Super Bowl questions. That's why I always say I would never go to a Super Bowl until after I play in a Super Bowl, so I would not have people like Rich Eisen. Asking me questions that I cannot answer. Now, what do you want to ask, Rich? Because i prepared to answer since I won three of these things. So,
4: what was it like picking this trophy up for the first time?
3: It was the greatest thing, and it really was, Rich. It really was. Do you the remember greatest the circumstances? Thing. Oh my God, man! First of all, you got to go back and think about like we were one and fifteen. We were three and thirteen, one and fifteen. When you're 3-13 and 1-15 and, one and 15 Cleveland Browns, I know you don't think there's any chance that you will ever lay a hold of something like this. So to go from those days to coming in 92 and winning that Super Bowl and actually somebody handing you that trophy— the most incredible thing, most incredible feeling in the world. Did you ever step in
4: when you heard that Jimmy and Jerry were not doing well? Or you just you, your station wasn't I, that I, life I just, at that point in time? I just didn't think
3: anything would happen, Rich. I really didn't. I was like, well, you, 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 "Are you joking? You know how hard it is doing super Bowls and and you have a formula that's working, and and then when it happens, like, oh my God, like you know, I, I should have done this." maybe I should have talked to him. I should have tried this. I should have tried that. Jerry Jones, I'm telling you, that's the one thing. I'll never forget Jerry Jones telling me that when I was negotiating with him and I was saying, you know, I'll, I'll go to Cincinnati and it was just, I'm just talking trying to get my monies up. I said, I'll go to Cincinnati. You can get Carl Pickens <laughs> over here and let's see what happens. And Jerry said to me, there, Jerry said, Michael, you know, when I see you, I see Michael Irvin and the Dallas Cowboys. He said, I kind of see it like Magic Johnson in the Lakers. He said, what is magic without the Lakers? And what are the Lakers down to magic. He said, you guys, they belong together, just like you and the Cowboys. He said, Michael, the best way I can tell you, if a bomb hit Valley Ranch today, that's where we practice, and blew everything up, everybody, everything. <laughs> when the smoke clears, baby, me and you, we gonna still be here, so we might as well work this deal out right now. <laughs> so okay. That's what he said to you. <laughs> I promise you said, this dude is a fool. This dude is a fool. He had me laughing as he was telling me no about my money. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs)
4: that's why you're in the hall of fame together
6: welcome back everyone to the show ben lyon's in for rich show rolls on day two this week i'll be here all week and i'm told maybe next week so might have to make some uh Arrangements in my Kanye West bedroom here at the Rich Eisen <laughs> Studio. You know Kanye's living the Mercedes Benz Stadium. And
0: when is that Atlanta. album coming out now? Because it was supposed to be on be the twenty
6: third. It's got to be absolutely perfect. You can't have one sound out of place, or otherwise I'm moving to the Detroit Lions football stadium and I'll live there. It's just moving on. I love that guy. And we have a tweet and a call here to close out the show. Let's take a look at Twitter. This is from Eric Branch saying that Trey Lance just tossed a perfectly placed... Oh, guys. Trey Lance tossed a perfectly placed deep touchdown pass to wide receiver Trent Sherfield, three snaps after taking his first training camp snap behind the team's offensive line. Go crazy, folks. The 49ers are heading back to the Super Bowl. Trey Lance, every-down quarterback. Jimmy who? Jimmy G? Who? That was after he threw
0: three touchdowns in red zone uh, drills yesterday. No, but this
6: is Trey Lance. He's throwing bombs right now, and we have a diehard 49ers fan, Mike from the Dale. Mike from Scottsdale joins the show. How are you, Mike?
5: How are you doing? Uh, I was just calling in because uh, I've been a Niner fan since the late 70s, so uh, I'm a uh, season ticket holder live in Phoenix, but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of like, uh, I think I'm warm and fuzzy with the Niners making it to the playoffs. Uh, Super Bowl, that's a maybe. I think the big, uh, question on that is injuries, and I think we saw that last year when everyone, but now, uh, Jimmy G. Kittle, D. Ford's almost there, Bosa's okay. And then we got a uh, guy in the back pocket, uh, Trey Lance. And then I was just going to do a little Olympics. Um, I like uh, niche sports, so I've been watching. And uh, I like the kayaking, the surfing, archery, cycling. And then I was watching Air Rifle, and I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, I did a semi-Olympic thing back in 94 called the Camel Trophy, which was a uh, four-wheel drive. Uh, Two man team around the world, uh, sponsored by Land Rover. And uh, yeah, so I'm kind of like into the Olympics right now.
6: Sweet, Mike. We appreciate it. Uh, as being a, a season ticket holder for the 49ers for many, many years now, which 49er broadcaster do you think is the best hunter? Like, who could live off the land who's broadcast 49er games over the years?
5: Uh, I'm kind of like, I've been watching the. Uh, NBC Sports Network, uh, Bay Area, and with, uh, Matt and, uh, Laurie, and that's kinda like those guys, and then also, um, YouTube with, uh, it's called Chat Sports, and those guys, so I've been kinda like watching that recently, as far as like a 49er update.
6: All right, Mike, we appreciate the call and the uh, the update. Uh, thank you so much for checking in. Mike and the Dale fired up on the 49ers. and yeah,
0: he's also super into the Olympics, which we were talking about. Matt into the kayaking. I think Matt, who yesterday. calls the
6: 49ers game, could live off the land in our NFL reporters. I don't know Matt's last name. We'll check that for tomorrow's show.
0: But Matt, the 49ers guy, good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. What do you think the 49ers are going to do this year? Mike Talking about talked about the injury that kind of plagued them last year. Now everyone's back. Everyone's healthy. They seemingly got everybody, you know,
6: well, back, ready to go. Yeah, I and think they're going to have, have a great season. I'm scared yeah. as a
0: Rams fan. I think they're going to have a
6: great season. I, they've they've proven that they can win games when Jimmy G is available. Availability, a theme here when I'm filling in on the Rich Eisen show. So when he's out there, they win games. They're good. They went to a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think if you're not taking a page out of the Patrick Mahomes blueprint when you're developing your quarterback, then what are you doing? They put Patrick Mahomes on ice for a year. Now he's still in the conversation for the greatest video game quarterback <laughs> ever. He's going to have all the touchdowns, all the awards, all the MVPs. It worked out there, so why wouldn't you put someone on ice for a year, let them mature, let them get used to what it means to play and live in the NFL, have their body change, physically get stronger, become more aware, let the game slow down, improve your offensive line, and then let that guy go out and have success. The 49ers are set up to have a great run this year, and then for the next 10 years, if this kid Trey
0: Lance continues to throw passes like he's apparently throwing in practice. Yeah, and there's something to be said about that. I mean, the greatest quarterback who ever lived, Tom Brady, sat – for a while, until he was thrust in there mm-hmm. due to injury, Aaron Rodgers sat for nearly three seasons before he got a chance to play. But when you look at the 49ers, they are in—I think we would all agree—the hardest division in football, and so definitely coming out of that. I mean, you got to play the Cardinals twice; they have playoff hopes. Seattle twice; they have Super Bowl hopes. And the Rams, in here in Los Angeles, definitely have Super Bowl hopes. Uh, although the, the health of Matthew Stafford, uh, yeah.
6: Hey, let's get all some Facebook celebratory today. stuff on on the uh, at right, the uh, end of the show. You got some birthdays? You got some this day in history. We're obviously celebrating legends like Susie Eisen and t b
0: twelve. Yeah, actually, ton today is a legend's birthday day. We want to talk about who gets seated first at the restaurant if they all show up at the same time here in Los Angeles. Martin Sheen turns eighty one.
6: just had the privilege of interviewing uh, the former president of the United States. He's got a new football movie out, and uh, he's one of the one of the great. Guys in Hollywood off screen. The work he's done to champion right. the rights for farmers here in California. Very politically active. I love Martin Sheen, a sweet man, and happy birthday.
0: Martha Stewart is 80? Wow. You know what? She should host a cooking show with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Stop. Incredible. Amazing. Stop. James Hetfield, frontman from Metallica. Is 58. Have you ever seen Metallica in concert? I have never seen Metallica in concert, and I
6: would love to see Metallica because as a huge hip-hop nerd and a hip-hop fan, I find that the most fun I have at live concerts are for non-hip-hop shows. Mm. As excited as I am tonight on Triller, Dipset versus The Locks, <laughs> I'm going with Sheik Looch, Styles P, and Jada. Oh, I can't
1: wait for this by, it's the, way. by the way. What are G, you guys talking G, about?
6: TJ was on his phone for like 20 minutes, and I mentioned <laughs> the Dipset versus the Locks live stream on Triller tonight. and He was like, whoa, <laughs> let me close out the show. So Versus,
1: right, they do, they've they been doing this thing for the last few months where they'll take two artists, okay. put them together, and they'll have like a battle. It's not really a battle, though. It's more so fun for everyone that watches. Like right. they had DMX and Snoop, and they had, oh, my goodness. there yeah. been so many of them. So tonight it's Dipset. Versus the locks, and I can't wait. In a
6: sold out Madison yeah. Square Garden, and world's it, most famous. And my, my Instagram hey, handle, was
1: Jones. my Instagram handle is too jiggy, so that should tell you who I'm rooting for. If you think I'm jiggy, I'm rolling with the locks all to, day. I used to have a freaky Zeke poster hanging in my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we, we saw at the Super
0: Bowl in San Francisco, what was that, 2015, 2016, uh, Metallica was doing a concert at AT&T and we were having our uh, rap party there for the week and they were we listened to rehearsals so we were just on the field while metallica just rehearsed that's it cool was basically seeing the concert it was awesome
6: yeah there's a great documentary about uh, about metallica and a live show and yeah they they're iconic
1: back in the early 90s at once again, Three River Stadium in Pittsburgh. I got to see Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and Faith No More in Woo, concert. Wow. And I gotta be honest with you, as someone who's, you know, heavily a hip hop head, this was probably the greatest show I've ever and it rained. That's what I'm saying. As, it was, our, it as was a hip hop fan, you and- know
6: that most shows are just like a hundred dudes on stage. And it's just
0: not <laughs> that great. Not a lot of singing either. They just and, playing the song and talking yeah, over it.
6: Yeah, and so it's it's not it's not the, this. Kanye changed the whole stage production and set pieces and what it means to have a show and just an experience and a live band like Kendrick does and all that. The Roots live are incredible, but for the most part, I have the like, the most fun at non hip hop shows. I once saw Katy Perry at the O2. She got hits. <laughs>
1: she came out of a shoe. Yeah, my, uh, my, my roommate in college, my freshman year, he, wow. was, he played bass in a band. He was heavily into Metallica. I was heavily into rap. So I got him into NWA, and he got me into Metallica. So you'd get up to Sounds the like 13th. Sounds like a
6: Judgment Night soundtrack exactly. over there. Exactly. You'd match-up.
1: get up to the 13th floor, and you'd hear Metallica bumping. and you'd think he was in the room, and it was me. And then you'd hear Eazy-E <laughs> spitting, and you're like looking for me, and he's in there. It was great. It was two worlds. Coming together. Metallica had some great music videos back in
6: the day. My mother never yes. did the catering on no, <laughs> Sandman or anything. Enter Sandman or that one where the guy was in prison his whole life and then he's carved through the wall to the, get to the next prison. <laughs> one, right. That was a beautiful video. Oh, uh, my, mom a did one. do the food. Did do the catering oh, on a Bone Thugs and Harmony video. And I think uh, here on Peacock we've got a photo we're going to share. Close out the show. Celebrate the legend Judy Line, who I love very much. Do we have our? I think we have it. I, I was I was oh maybe I don't know it's lost. Did it go sauce through? Away. All right,
0: I just want to do last one real quick. Okay, uh, give fame it. director John Landis a uh, seventy one today. Your wow. favorite John Landis movie, guys? Animal cool. House, Blues Brothers, Trading Places, The Thriller video, Spies wow. Like Us. Those are all great. coming to America. It's Trading Places. Trading Places is phenomenal.
6: The Black and Whites video.
1: Why are we like so? Here, man. Trading Place is probably my favorite movie. Oh, it's incredible. Jamie Lee Curtis is great in the movie. When he's eating
6: salmon on the bus as Santa Claus and it's just in (laughs) his beard. Clarence
1: Beaks at the payphone when the chick's sitting there trying to get... The great John C.
0: McGinley, Todd Gurley's future Hall of Famer, Zach Wilson. Todd Gurley's birthday. Stead next to him Bennett. at the Red Sox-Yankees game in London. Love TG. Marv Levy, Ryan Lochte, Olympic
6: champion. Are you
1: saying Zach Wilson's future Hall of Famer or Todd Gurley? Uh, you I was th- saying I was saying. Who Zach looks Wilson. younger
6: on Peacock right now, Tom Brady or Zach Wilson? <laughs> Left, you left out uh, butter beans. That's incredible. And butter beans, 55. Butter bean. Good I have a stuff. fear. All right, being we'll find, we'll find the bone Dogs photo for Peacock tomorrow. Thanks to Amin, Greg, Josiah, Shireen. Happy birthday,
5: TB12. Enjoy the booch. Ben lines in for Rich.